0: This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 113. In today's episode, I am talking about grief and finding grace in the grief. With so much loss this year, we have to start having the conversation about how are we really dealing with the grief of it all. Up next, If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. Today's episode is talking about grief. And we all know and understand grief to be great distress, suffering because grief is universal it's an overwhelming emotion and grief is very personal there're no cookie cutters to grief how it affects people how it plays out what it looks like the the response there's no one way for how we deal with grief how we approach grief how we handle a grief how handle grief and there's grief On so many levels, the last eight months, year 2020, right? The grief that we have experienced as a, as a, as humanity, as a country, as a world has been so heavy, right? So we've got grief from a breakup of a relationship or a divorce, grief when you are laid off, grief from business loss. So many businesses have had to close after generations of being open because of this global pandemic that we've all are navigating through. You've got death of a loved one, terminal illness, the list goes on. And the thing is, is that there's so much grief. There's so much heaviness in the world right now. But are we having the conversation with ourselves and with other people on how are we really dealing with the grief of it all? Because there's grieving with our young people who did not get to have a senior prom or, you know, their senior, celebrate senior year the, the way traditional senior years should be celebrate it. People who are getting married, having babies, and then having their families available to come and help and support during the the first few weeks and months of a new birth. There's so much grief. And if we don't really talk about it, if we don't address it, if we don't even highlight it or recognize or acknowledge that it's even in the room or it's even a part of our lives, we, we miss it and it takes its toll on us and we don't even have a clue. We don't even know why we're sad. We don't even know why we feel heavy, why it's so difficult to find joy, why, you know, and it's taken its toll. And next thing you know, we, you may even be suffering from depression and you didn't ever think that this would happen to you right? Or that you would even be this sad or this heavy. And so I want to start the conversation about grief because I myself have experienced grief like I've never experienced before. And I know that the, the wave of emotion that we feel when grief comes into our lives from a great disappointment, to missing an opportunity, to having a breakup or going through a divorce or losing out on something, right? There's still a level of grief that's there. And so I want to talk first about the the five stages of grief that was originally founded by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross in the late 60s. And um, it was her study with mentally ill or terminally ill patients. And she, she found a pattern of grief and, and really wrote about it and people adopted it and some people expanded on it. And so I want to just give you a, a, A foundation of what grief the stages of grief so then you can kind of identify yourself as to if you are in one of those stages and again kind of like the stages of offense you will kind of flow through the different stages of grief and you can even circle back into one of those stages by being triggered that by something that sends you back to that stage so the first stage is denial or shock, right? So we've got shock and denial where this is where you are in complete denial about the experience, whether it's you're going through a divorce, or you've just been fired, or you've been laid off from your job, or you've had to shut the doors on your business on your restaurant that you've had in your family's bloodline for generations and you have not been able to pay your employees in fact you have to shut the doors because you can no longer keep the the restaurant going so it's from even the death of a loved one we've had so many people die from covid-19 and it was they, they were healthy people they were people who you never thought would die from this virus it's it's been really a lot to handle and being a a health educator i've been a health educator for over 20 years and i understand chronic stress i understand the effects that that mental health and not not knowing how to address or really even care for yourself in times like this can be very very challenging and so denial is the first stage of grief where this when you're in denial about something because it's so overwhelming it really gives you more time to even absorb what has just happened the news that you just heard of being let go on your job and it gives you time to process it so your your mind and body all kind of say, wait a minute, this isn't happening, right? So there's first stage is denial or just shock. The second stage is anger. Because denial is a coping, mecha- a coping mechanism, right? So you can't process what has just happened. So you're denying it to some degree. You may be, it may be happening in real time, but you haven't caught up, right? You haven't caught up in real time with everything that's going on. So denial is a coping mechanism, but anger is the masking effect because anger truly hides the emotion of the pain and the guilt that you carry, right? So pain and guilt is part of the emotion. And it comes out in oftentimes in anger, where you are so angry that cancer took your loved one, or COVID-19 took your loved one, you're so angry that you gave 25 years, 30 years to this company, and they let you go. They they fired you after 30 years of faithful service to this, this company or organization, right? Or you gave up your entire life, your entire career to get married to this man that you once thought was amazing. And now the, the kids have, have grown up, they're adult children, and now he leaves you and decides to to get get a divorce and leave you for someone 20 years younger, right? So you guys know the feeling of anger that I'm talking about, the feeling of bitterness or resentment that kind of comes or even the the pain, the the weight the undescribable pain that you are feeling that you can't even comprehend you can't even express it because it's so heavy or it's just so much that the only thing you realize is that you're snappy all the time you are irritated you're annoyed you don't you have no tolerance you you know and it just is it just is happening right automatically it's like you're not even present or coherent enough to really intentionally know what's going on. So number two stage is anger. Now, the third stage of grief is bargaining. Now, bargaining is where you really want to... It's you're feeling vulnerable. You know you feel helpless. You there's nothing you can do about the situation. You know you've just been laid off after 30 years of service. You you know what do you do? What do What do you do? And so you want to regain control of your life because it feels like it's swirling and it's totally out of control and there's nothing you can do. And so you are trying to bargain even. Oh, well, like, so let's just take a, a relationship, right? So you know that your your marriage has been a little rocky. You know, you feel like, okay, this is just one of the ebbs and flows that marriages go through. You know, sometimes you're up and you're in a great place. Sometimes you're deep in a valley and you're like, oh, I hope we make it through this. So you th- just think it's a regular normal valley. But then your spouse comes to you and says, you know what, uh, I just don't wanna be married anymore. I wanna get a divorce. And then you start saying, oh no, 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 I'll wash the dishes like you asked me to do, or I'll change the kids, um, i I'll, I'll I promise to start helping more i promise to stop start making love to you more. I promise to start communicating better. I promise to start right you start bargaining so this is where you know even the situation where grief can enter it can enter at any stage. It doesn't have to start at the first stage. It can come in the bargaining stage in stage three where you are now trying to bargain your way out of this potential scenario ultimately that's going to cause great grief. So you try to regain control and you're trying to postpone the sadness or postpone the confusion or the hurt or the or the um the grief that you know is coming next if this goes through, right? If this process or this event, scenario, situation actually happens in your life. So even sometimes we'll say, "God, I promise I'll never do that again if you let my husband stay." If you just if you allow my boss to just see my value after 30 years and, and change his mind. And, you know, it's all of these, this is part of the, the cycle of, of grief. Okay. Then we have number four, which is depression. And this, this is where you, it's like, you have this, you're running away from the emotion. You're foggy, you're heavy, confused, and you just don't even know what to do. You don't want to eat. You don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want, you are on autopilot, so to speak. There may be things that you have to do, but you're totally not present. You are just trying to make it through each day. And so that is stage number four. And number Five is acceptance where, okay, I can't do anything about it. I just lost my loved one or, okay, this is actually going through and I've lost my job or I've had to shut down the business or we are getting a divorce. We've, he's moved out or she's moved out. And now this is really what's happening and you kind of accept it, but you're still, dealing or maybe not dealing or not knowing how to deal with the reality of what is going on. So there are a couple of things that I want to address um, after kind of talking a little bit about the stages. So through each stage, denial, the first stage is denial, then we have anger, then bargaining, Then we have depression and acceptance that in in and through any one of these stages, you're able to bounce back and forth through and from any of the stages. So you can go from denial to bargaining back down to then to depression and then back to anger and then to acceptance back to denial. Like it's a ping pong game or like pinball is better, right? A pinball machine is a better uh, visual To the stages of grief. So what do we do with the pain, the overwhelming, undescribable pain of grief? What do we do with the guilt of, oh man, I should have said this. I should have let them know I love them. I should have apologized. I shouldn't have said this. I should, you know, like, oh, I should have done that project that my boss is telling me to do. I should have done it on time. Maybe I wouldn't have been let go or, or fired. I should have done, you know, like all of these things are swirling, all of these thoughts and ideas and the fear and the panic, all of it mashed into one small little pocket, right? And it is a lot. We have been dealing as a people with a lot, as a global as a, as a world, right? Globally, it's a lot that we're dealing with. And we have, many of us have dealt with grief. Many of us are currently in one of these five stages. And we are trying to navigate our way out of the stages into a place of hope, into a place of healing, into a place of Truly learning how to thrive after experiencing the the grief of whatever incident that comes to mind the what that you are dealing with currently and so one of the things that i've I've recognized and i've learned because i've i haven't i didn't realize that grief was the the thing that I was dealing with. Like, I I thought it was disappointment, which it started out, right? It started out as disappointment. Then it started out as feeling totally uneasy and out of control. And, and like, you know, I'm I like my routine, and it was totally thrown off. And I'm like, how am you know, I felt like I was swirling, or I was looking going through life upside down. And I was looking at things and they were All, everything was, (laughs) I was looking at it from, from upside down and I was like, what is going on? This is weird. It feels weird. And it was just swirling. Right. So then the disappointment became compounded. One disappointment after another disappointment, after another disappointment on top of each other, on top of each other. And then with a couple of, of really gut punching (sighs) Uh, scenarios in there that were very disappointing, shocking, some of them, and and then compiled on this unknown, not, you know, being quarantined, not being able to see and talk to people, feeling like you're in a cage, having to wear a mask everywhere, having being hypersensitive about, you know, washing your hands and and sanitizing everything and try not to live in fear, but realizing, oh my goodness, this is real. And it's, it's taken so many lives and all of this that we're dealing with on a daily basis can be debilitating. And it has been to many. There are, one of the things that I've heard recently or read recently is that, that there are so many more cases. I'm not sure the the percentage, but there's so many more cases in hospitals and emergency rooms that are caused by stress in the last 8 months and so or during 2020 because people are trying to grasp onto something they are familiar with and we're not familiar with any of this so we feel like we're floundering especially those of us who need grounding or need to really um feel like we're in control right we're not in control but we like to feel like it or you know pretend like we are. Right. So one of the things that I've realized from the, the many disappointments and how did we get here? I, my, I've shared, my dad is battling for his life with um, cancer and it just, the list has gone on and on and on. I realized that, wow, I'm dealing with grief. I was wondering why was it so challenging sometimes to just find joy, right? So joy, it's finding joy or experiencing joy is not something that's difficult for me and it never has been. So why in 2020 is finding joy something that I'm having to be more intentional about as opposed to just allowing it to to come naturally like it has done for all my life. And it's because of grief. I have not... Not one, I didn't recognize it to be grief, but two, I didn't acknowledge, recognize it. I didn't acknowledge it. I haven't embraced it. And then I haven't really dealt with it or really done the work to, to move through it, working through it. Okay. So number one in really starting the conversation with yourself is, are you in any of these stages and have you one, recognized that you may be dealing with grief. Have you recognized, are you grieving the loss of your business? Are you grieving the loss of a loved one? Are you grieving the loss of a friendship or a, um, or a spouse or a relationship or your child going to college or whatever it is? Are you, are you one, are you dealing with grief? Are you able to recognize it? And if so, have you acknowledged it? And if this is, you now feel like the light bulb has gone off and you're like, Oh oh my goodness, I think I'm dealing with grief. There's been a lot of heaviness and confusion and I'm struggling to choose joy where I wasn't before. And I feel like the world is swirling. I'm seeing the world upside down and I'm having a hard time finding my footing. Like if any of these things are resonating with you, you may be dealing with grief and not even knowing it. And so if you're able to now not only recognize it, but really identify, yep, acknowledge that, oh yeah, I think I'm dealing with grief, to now it's a matter of, okay, how is this taking a toll in your life? And are you not only acknowledging it, but really respecting it, right? So finding grace in the grief, is all about respecting the grief. And by what, what I mean by respecting the grief, it means don't try to be superwoman or superman through the grief. If you are grieving, it's about having grace with yourself and the grief. Having grace with your loved ones who are also potentially grieving in their own way, having grace with them as well because of the grief they're experiencing, having grace with your supervisor or, you know, the customer service person that you're on the phone with, being you know, their your neighbor having grace and grace is undeserved favor, right? So grace is something that you give when They may be undeserved. So you may have, your spouse may snap at you and you want to totally go off on them, but you offer grace because you know that they just were laid off or they just had a very difficult conversation or they just got some really bad news or, you know, you never know. And because everything is so heightened, we have to be way more sensitive to the people around us and our own hearts around the the idea and understanding of grief. And so have you acknowledged and are you being gracious with yourself? Are you being patient with yourself, compassionate with yourself and loved ones? Are you being empathetic and sensitive? All of these emotions really need to be addressed and even When you you need to do the work to kind of dig in a little bit to see, peel back the layers to see, oh, wow, I have not had grace with myself. I've been beating myself up because I haven't been able to get anything done because I'm grieving the loss of fill in the blank. This is real. It's real. And we've got to stop hiding the truth of the grief that we are experiencing. No one likes going through grief. No one likes experiencing grief. And that's why it's so easy to avoid. That's why it's so easy to try to ignore or it's even easy to not even recognize it because who wants to say, you know what? I'm grieving, right? We don't normally go around saying that. And so, Grieving, that's a suffering, like your heart is suffering, your mind may be suffering, your, you know, your total being may be suffering because it's grieving, because of, it could be anything. And it's so, so important to find grace in the grieving, because grieving, if you if you do not respect it, it's going to come up, it's going to rear its head in a most inconvenient time and bite you in the behind, <laughs> right? It's going to because you want to acknowledge the grief. You want to, to respect it. And so in that process of acknowledging and respecting and truly recognizing and identifying that you are so intentionally loving and patient with yourself during the process. And what that means is you may rest, you may need to rest, you may need to put some things down that you're doing in this season to give your, your time, yourself space or your loved one's space to grieve, whatever that looks like. Grieving looks different for everyone, so again there's no cookie cutter, but the key is giving yourself space to do so, giving yourself permission to allow yourself to go through the plethora of plethora of emotions that are going going to come as a result of you grieving. So if you're whatever it is that you're grieving, that you acknowledge it and that you give it the care and the compassion that it deserves because it means so much to you like we don't grieve over things that don't mean anything to us we only grieve over things that are most important and precious to us and so if you're grieving it's because there's been a loss and so acknowledge the loss right we don't have to give in to the loss where we start unraveling at the seams and then we don't, we can't, it's hard to pull the plane up, but acknowledge the loss, acknowledge, give yourself the space and time to feel it, to feel the loss and to really grieve it, whatever that looks like. And then through this process, I really think it's important for you to get support. And so support looks like even a therapist, a counselor, a mental health coach or a mental health counselor or a therapist and truly even there are grieving workshops. There are grief workshops for divorced women and divorced men that are super helpful or the loss of a child or the loss of a a business. Like there are several methods for you to get the support that you need during this time of grieving. Most of us, most women do not prioritize self-care. They don't take an hour to a day to really prioritize self-care. And so when they are running on fumes and then boom, A situation hits and now they're grieving. They don't have the energy. They don't even have the cognizance or the wherewithal to truly know how to even handle it because they were already running on fumes before the situation hit. That is now causing grief that they're having headaches and stomach aches and back aches and all of these things that are coming out trying to flag help, 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 right? Right where you can truly give your time your yourself the time and space and the permission to grieve grieving requires patience grieving requires breathing grieving requires you to slow down and make yourself a priority create a safe place for yourself to grieve so that means you don't need to explain your position or explain your decision to give yourself permission. You don't have to explain yourself because now you aren't doing everything that you were doing before. Give yourself time to truly grieve and allow the healing process to begin if we don't respect grief if we don't respect the grieving that is going on in our lives then it keeps us away from the healing that can take place if we were to create that safe place in the grieving process so that is why when someone gets divorced and they get married a month later right you're like "Uh uh-oh They didn't even give themselves time to grieve. They didn't even give themselves time to heal from their 25 year old marriage before they're getting married to someone else. That's denial, right? That's masking the the emotion of the pain and the guilt and the weight that grief carries. It's again, a suffering. It's a great distress that we're going under and we've got to acknowledge what is real we've got to acknowledge and identify recognize and even to some degree embrace or respect what how grief is showing up in our lives how is grief showing up in your spouse's life in your children's life in the people that you love in their life and is there a way that you can even position yourself to have the conversation with them to talk about it because they may not even realize that they are experiencing grief or that they may need some grief counseling because that is counseling is one of the 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 best tools to truly self-care to self-healing to um really even becoming the best version of yourself is to Get the support that you need in order to get there, because we can't do we can't be great and amazing in every area and everything, right? We need other people who are great in the, in those areas to come alongside us in our journey and help hold our hands, get in the trenches, give us the tools, encourage us, push us, pull us, whatever it is to get to that next place. And so most recently, grief, has been very present in my life and I don't like it. I don't like it, but I've learned to acknowledge it, recognize it, identify it. And I'm currently in the phase of learning how to just embrace it and not ignore it, not avoid it, not hide from it, not try to hide it put a blanket over it. Maybe if I put a blanket over it, I won't see it and it won't exist because it is, it's going to always exist. And if we do not respect it, it's going to come out in other ways, most likely physical and, you know, stomach backache, back, ache, back pain, ulcer, you know, high blood pressure, diabetes, all of these, these illnesses that are really unresolved grief, right? They can stem From unresolved grief when you've got now this stress level that is causing the chronic stress which can lead to the long-term illnesses and the and it's just a domino effect or snowball effect and if we were to really not be afraid of it and respect it for what it is and take the fear out of confronting and learning how to embrace the grief, (sighs) take a deep breath in the process, we can actually navigate through life a little bit smoother, right? If we were to really practice the skill of learning how to, to navigate grief in our lives. And because it has been so compounded, I thought that it was so important to have the conversation, start the conversation. I'd love to continue the conversation on grief because if we don't acknowledge and recognize and, and respect grief and what we are dealing with, it's going to come out in stressful ways that, we, that our bodies don't deserve, that our minds don't deserve, that our hearts can't don't want even. Right. And so we can't ignore what's going on in the world. We can't ignore what's going on in our bodies and our minds and our hearts in our marriages in our businesses and our jobs and our children and our finances. We can't ignore that anymore. I want you to be brave enough to have the conversation. I hope that this space created that brave space for you to be able to even acknowledge or Recognize or question or ponder on, huh, I wonder if I'm experiencing grief. And so remember the five stages, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Pain and guilt is going to be there. Shock is coming. The shock is there, but also the hope, the healing will come if you're willing to do the work to confront the truth of what you are really experiencing in your life. Thank you so much, as always, for allowing me this time to share, to encourage, to inspire, motivate, support, love, whatever you feel at the as you listen to my voice right now. Thank you for allowing me to just pour into you today. I love you with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I hope that it was encouraging, inspiring, supportive, or just maybe it made you feel like you were not alone. And so thank you for joining me. If we are not connected yet, I would love to connect with you over on social media, on Instagram at wife.wisdom and we can connect there. Please DM me how the Wife Wisdom Podcast has encouraged you, how it has supported you, how it has been brought up aha moments for you. I read and value and cherish all of the testimonies that I receive from you. So please, please, please keep them coming. And if you have not already rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so. You would just go to iTunes. You could go down to the very first episode where it will say, write a review. And so by writing a review, it helps other women who are looking for the Wife Wisdom Podcast to find it. And so please rate and review our podcast and it helps other people to find uh, our, our different episodes. So again, thank you so much for not only joining, but continuing to share this with your family, your friends, your sister circle. I so appreciate you and value your consistent listenership. So have an amazing week and I look forward to connecting with you next week.